InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Better communication with others can make everything go better. And in the workplace, it's especially helpful. And here to share some tips on being more effective at communicating is consultant Ted Frank. He's author of Get to the Heart. Before we get into some of the key habits that you recommend for better communication at work, Ted, what are some of the ways that we can personally benefit if we learn these communication skills? Well, you know, one of the things that we're all up against is that everyone's attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter, and it's just harder and harder to get heard. So what these habits enable you to do is to get heard and cut through that clutter and make a bigger difference and get ahead in your career. So there could be a financial windfall at the end of the rainbow here if we do better at this. Absolutely. I think it just makes everything better at work. Everything from work becoming more fulfilling to being more influential, it really gives you a lot of different upsides. And I would assume it's going to help our relationships on the job as well. Absolutely. It fosters relationships. It makes it easier for the people you present to. They benefit too. The company benefits because all the ideas that you had that maybe ended up in a filing cabinet before, you know, you can get them heard and your company gets those ideas and that benefits them tremendously. So let's talk about some of the key habits that you recommend people adopt in order to be better communicators at work. What would be uh, the first one on your list? They all come from the way that movies tell stories because that is such a successful form of communication and it also is one that works really well in the workplace. And it's built on three things. It's being simple and quick, being real and visual, and being powerful and touching people's emotions as well as their rational minds. So if we're being quick and getting right to the point, do we need to sort of edit our thoughts or maybe practice ahead of time? What do you recommend there? Definitely, you know, when you're giving a presentation, especially thinking like a screenwriter where they only tell you just what you need. They really only try to communicate a few things. That really, really helps. One thing screenwriters do is they actually start with three key scenes and they figure those out first and then they use them as beacons to figure out the rest of their movie. And you can do the same thing because we all start in the weeds, but figure out what are the three things that are going to help the people I'm presenting to most then you figure those out ahead of time. It makes it so much easier to write your presentation, and it makes it so that you know what they're going to come away with rather than if you try to hit like 10 or 15. The same thing is definitely true when you verbally communicate. You know, it's certainly more difficult. But, yeah, really thinking about what is it really going to help people and really make a difference for me. Could you give us some examples of what you mean by three key scenes or three key points to make? Okay. Like in a movie, the three key scenes are the one that kicks the story into gear, the one that they call the inciting incident, the turning point where we know that the hero is bought into the story, and then the climax. You take the inciting incident, it's all about urgency. So if you're speaking to a group of people and very early on you can create a sense of urgency, then they will listen to what you have to say because they feel they have to. So really figuring out what is the big upside if they listen to me and what is the big downside if they don't and kind of putting those together to create, you know, time is of the essence and this may be an opportunity that will close or maybe we have a real innovation but we have no idea when our competitor is going to have it. Speaking to that emotional point and creating that urgency, that is a key scene that I would start out with. 
Ted, you mentioned that having an emotional hook is good. It seems like business conversations are usually pretty dry and sterile. How can you bring more emotion into the story you're telling? Well, definitely, you know, that competitive spirit is one that works really well in the workplace. You know, definitely the pride of being a top company, the pride of doing things new, those are all very emotional points that if you talk on that level, it can really move people. But then there's also some other techniques that you can use that are all about evoking emotion that are really, really simple. Like there's a technique in movies called the dolly push, and you see it in every hero shot and every love scene. And it's when they want you to emotionally bond with the characters, they move the camera slowly toward them. And we grow emotionally with them as it moves closer. And you can actually do that same thing with your feet. So if you have a big point, walk slowly toward the people you're presenting to, and it's going to increase tension, and it's going to increase the engagement and the bond. And then as soon as you make it, step back and release that tension. And it is an amazingly powerful emotional tool that doesn't even require you to say anything differently. In terms of communicating in the workplace, it seems like a minefield is that of using humor. It's very easy to mess that up. Do you recommend using humor in a presentation to communicate better? I think if you use humor well, then absolutely it can be a great friend of yours. It's a great release of tension. You know, if you look at TED Talks, they're packed with humor. The one thing is that if you try to go for like, did you hear about the one about blah, 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 and you try to have a canned joke in the beginning that isn't really relevant, that is where it kind of falls on its face. But if you can tell it in a story form, if you can tell it about yourself and be, you know, kind of in the Jerry Seinfeld vein, then it really helps. It can definitely humanize everything, but it's one in which you really should think about how you're using it before you just unload it on it for everybody. What about listening? That's obviously at least half of communication. Do people tend to sort of gloss over that in the workplace? You know, yeah, we all have so many things to do and we all have so many devices that it's the flip side of people not being able to hold their attention. We find it really hard as well and we have so many demands. But one thing I found, and I, I didn't find this from movies, I found this from kind of the marriage counselor's couch, is active listening and really looking at the person you're talking to Listening to what they say really fosters relationships, and it also gets them to say much more than they would normally say, so it gives you a lot more information than you would normally get, and it actually makes it much more interesting for you because then it takes your conversation to an entirely new level. It seems like in many workplaces, people just keep their eyes glued to a screen, so getting eye contact going isn't always the easiest thing. Any suggestions? I know it's hard, but taking your eyes off the screen, it'll really help you in a million ways. Obviously, there's some times when you need to reference that screen. But yeah, looking at people will definitely foster that relationship. And at our hearts, we are all people and we all want to communicate and be heard. And when you look at somebody, they know that they're heard and they will listen to you if you listen to them. Well, those are all some great suggestions for better communication at work, and we want to thank Ted Frank, author of Get to the Heart, and you can learn more at his website, gettotheheartbook.com. Ted, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. It was great to be on your show. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.